0: This reading is from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John, which is sometimes called the Great Shepherd chapter. In, in, earlier in the 10th chapter, Jesus has one of his very famous I Am sayings, and all of the I Am sayings are in the Gospel of John, and he says, I am the Good Shepherd. And so he, he goes on about that at quite a length, but then we get to this particular part of sort of the middle of the chapter. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, "'How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly.' Jesus answered, "'I have told you, and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep.'" My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Here ends the reading. As you probably already know, there are uh, at least three words in the Greek language for love. Anybody know what they are? What do we got? Agape, right? What? Right? Phileo, which is like Philadelphia, right? Brother, we love. All right. What's the other one? What is, what's that? What do you got? Eros, right? That's ooey, gooey, romantic kind of love. That's what eros is. And love does all kinds of interesting things to us, doesn't it? When we, I mean, I love, that, I, I love that we have those three words because we, basically in English we have one and we use it for all of those things. And so you know, we can say, well, I love my sister, I love my mother, I love my wife, I love my car. And it basically means nothing. I mean, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have the nuance of, of, these, of these other words. But love, in any of those three categories, it does something to us. It, it, it affects us and changes us in some way and calls us to act and behave differently in different situations. And, and so sometimes, you know, eros can get us into trouble, right? Right? Oh, man, I'm speak, now speaking as a heterosexual male, like, oh, man, that, that's pretty attractive. That can get you into trouble, right? Or I don't know, I, I can't speak for females. I don't know what, what that feels like when they see some, you know, person that they're attracted to, whatever that is, you know, and however that goes. But that can get us into trouble, that, that kind of thing, that, those, those kinds of desires. But it is part of who we are. And that brother we love, you know, that sort of thing that you really have a bond with someone else, you know, we don't call it sister we love, that's just not how the Greek is, but it's the same sort of thing, that sort of bond that you have with someone that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't include an eros component to it, but is very much a tight bond with somebody, and I, I hope that you have a number of those in your life. And of course, agape love, which is this, this selfless sort of love, this love that we know and that we teach that comes from God and that, and that we often haven't have the opportunity to, to touch into as we give of ourselves, expecting nothing in return. And hopefully throughout your life, you will have a relationship that's like that, at least one, not only with God, but, but hopefully with somebody else where you're willing to do Whatever, and not expect that there's going to be a tit for tat, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, sort of thing. And what's interesting is that for, for men who are in love with women, one of the things that they will begrudgingly admit at times is that part of the reason why they are so, uh, why, why, they, why they love this person so much is because. She makes me want to be a better man. She makes me want to be a better person. I've heard that over and over and over again, you know, mostly from men who are in love with women. She makes me want to be a better person. I think it's because most heterosexual men know that we're basically scallywags and that if we were left to our own devices, we would get into all kinds of trouble together. The, the ship would not right itself. Um, just, um, now I'm speaking for me. So, but it's interesting, isn't it, that that, that kind of thing, we don't, we don't often attribute that when we watch the movies and we do, we, you know, we see all the, the sort of the Eros kind of love, you know, how that happens, that that often doesn't, doesn't get brought into it because in a sense, that's love confronting. Love, that kind of love confronts us with who we are and, and our behavior and it calls out of us something better something that wants to rise above and, and, and wants to improve and wants to, wants to show up in a different way in that relationship and then um, by osmosis in, in other relationships. And so oftentimes I think when when we preach about God as love, we, we, we think of it as a really soft sort of thing. You know, agape love, this... Like, Jesus, of course, just pours himself out for us, gives of himself freely, that God, God's, God's fountain of grace is, is free and available to us at all times, even though we, we have a, such a hard time accepting that. It's, it just feels very, very soft like that. And yet, like in this passage where Jesus is in, in the portico of Solomon and, and some of his brother Jews come along and they're like, hey, tell us, tell us who you are. And he's like, Hey, idiots, look around. It's love confronting. Like, you can't see what's right in front of your face? The sheep of my fold know me. They hear my voice. They follow where I lead, and I keep them safe. I guide them where they need to go. I go and I search for them when they are lost. And I'm sure, though, that when Jesus goes to find that metaphorical sheep, there's some confronting going on. Like perhaps if your child has wandered off the path, you know, and you go and you find the child and you, and you, you grab that child up in your arms and you, and you hug them and then you go, don't you ever do that again. That's love confronting. Confronting. Not in a harsh, mean, controlling, manipulative kind of way, but in a, hey, wake up kind of way. You're better than this. I, I call you, to, I love you just the way I am, but I'm calling you to something better than this. And when love shows up in our lives, the love of God shows up in our lives, that is part of it, is that God loves us so much and gives us everything that we need and calls us to move forward to become the children that God already knows that we are, to become those people who live out that agape love more and more and more, who become people of sacrifice and generosity and grace and hope and who share that with other people, but who are also willing with each other to confront, to call each other to our best selves, to our holy selves and so the good shepherd which is just such a, a beautiful image if you know about sheep and if you know about these things that's what's interesting about with talking with the kids like the, some of these biblical images we've got to really unpack them because we don't know them we're, we're, we're so far divorced from the agricultural world these days that, that it's hard to dig in we need to dig into it and, and begin to see what does that really mean what did a shepherd do What were they about? How did they operate? Because Jesus also says in that same passage, there are some shepherds that aren't good. They'll lead you astray. They don't really take care of the sheep. They're just in it for their own gain. But I am the good shepherd. I love you. And I'm going to call you and I'm going to take you to the places where you need to go, to those right pastures. I'm going to set a table before you. I'm going to walk with you through the darkest valley. And in that 23rd Psalm, it also says, we often skip over this, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, what is a rod and a staff used for? Guidance. Guidance. You know, you take that hook and you pull that sheep back away from the, away from the cliff. You whack the wolf to keep them away from the herd. That kind of love has a hard edge to it, but it is so deep and so rich, and so I invite you today to think about the places where God in his love, Jesus as the shepherd might be confronting you. Where is it that you need to become better? Where is it that maybe you're not acting with as much grace as God would invite you to? Or whether maybe you're not being as generous with yourself as God would want you to be? Where is it where God's love is confronting as his love shows up in your life? And never forget that Jesus is the good shepherd and he is watching us guiding us and leading us exactly where we need to go. May you know that kind of love. Amen.